Hi, this is Justin. I can't get to the phone right now, but if you leave me a message, I'll get back as soon as I can. Thanks. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Alrighty. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Voicemail for the Soul podcast. This is Justin. Happy to have you here. Hope you're doing well. This is probably my 12th time doing this intro because I kept messing up and just my perfectionist moment kind of came in and I just couldn't get the intro right. But at this point, I'm kind of getting sick and tired of it, so <laughs> just going to try to see it through to the best of my ability. But yes, hello. Um, today's episode, which I'm jump straight into it, is going to be about a conversation that I had with my sister-in-law and her mom, actually. And I thought it was very insightful, uh, just the conversation that we have, and I feel like I was able to learn a lot from it. So I figured I'd store it in my little virtual voicemail database for my soul and also have an opportunity to share it with you guys as well so here it goes so we were having dinner uh one night and it was just me my sister-in-law and her mom just kind of sitting at the table after we had eaten dinner and the conversation of my mom came up it's because my parents had come down for thanksgiving um to visit and then my sister-in-law's mom came the day after that they had left and she's been staying with us for the past week, a couple of weeks to help us um, just in the house, just help us in general. And so she's been staying with us. And after dinner, we were kind of just talking, hanging out and the conversation of my mom came up and she's asking how she's doing. Um, in general, her health has not been the best. Uh, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when she or when I was young, maybe four or five years old, and it was pretty rough at first, but as years went by, uh, her condition slowly but surely improved, and she still struggles, but is in a much better place than she was a long time ago, uh, long story short. But yeah, things are still uh, difficult, and she has limitations and symptoms and things that she still deals with, but she's doing a lot better now, thankfully. But basically, we're talking about how it was when she came to visit. And right now, uh, there is a tendency for my mom in general. Uh, she tends to do a lot. Um, and she does it out of the goodness of her heart. And she wants to provide. And she wants to help people. But obviously, she has her limitations. But I feel like there are a lot of times where she overlooks her own limitations and pushes herself to limits to the point where she, you know, kind of debilitates herself or she kind of sometimes takes it too far. She works too hard, takes it too far beyond her uh, limitations from, you know, from her sickness and stuff like that. And then she always ends up dealing with the consequences of overworking. So that is kind of an ongoing issue, but she just, you know, has a really big heart and yeah, her... <laughs> her desire and passion to help or want to do something um, strongly exceeds her uh, tolerance or strongly exceeds, yeah, her limitations or feeling of limitations. Um, and her tolerance for pain is pretty high, I guess. So she likes to push herself, but that can be hard to see. And uh, that's been an ongoing conversation or an ongoing issue for quite some time. 
but yeah, we were all talking about that at the dinner table and she, my uh, sister-in-law's mom was asking like, how's your mom doing? How's she feeling? And I was just saying, oh yeah, like, you know, she's doing okay. But you know, as usual, she's, you know, kind of pushing herself, kind of doing too much. And even for Thanksgiving, she was actually sick uh, the week before and was like, was recovering when she came down to visit us and we told her, hey, like, don't worry about bringing anything. Don't worry about making anything. Just come, you know, empty handed, just come and enjoy yourself and don't stress. Because we knew she would try to do a lot or bring a lot of stuff or cook something or whatever, because that's just her nature. And lo and behold, although we told her multiple times not to bring anything or to make anything or to do anything she comes you know she like baked a pie she baked like this not feels like a cake some kind of cake um she made like a pasta salad and basically just made all these things and brought these things last minute even though she was sick um because yeah she just wanted to make sure we were fed and you know just a motherly heart and so um yeah for a lot of her efforts goes into, um, I feel like mostly cooking. Cooking has kind of become her passion um, and her kind of her love language and the way that she tries to provide for people, but also for us as well in terms of me and my brothers and, and my dad or our family in general. Um, and so, yeah, I was kind of just sharing my frustration um, and, acknowledge, well, of course, acknowledging and knowing that she, she, does this and kind of pushes herself like this uh and kind of as compensation for basically she said that when she was initially sick um you know obviously she couldn't do much and she at the time they thought that prognosis was very poor and they so they thought that she wasn't going to live for much longer and so I believe to my understanding what my I think what my dad told me when he recalls that time was you know she kind of went into a depression for quite some time and it was really just hard for her to function both physically mentally and emotionally as a mother um you know and with three boys and four boys technically because you know three kids and then one one dad <laughs> that's that's four guys for you and yeah it was really tough and thankfully you know she got better as we got older and grew up and thankfully she improved but yeah i feel like now she, she is a lot better but she definitely is trying to compensate for the for the lost time and it's very commendable and of course you know we don't hold it against our mom like you know she was sick and like what else can you do you know but like we don't hold it against her or we don't expect her to do all these things um but she has this drive to basically try to provide everything that she can, that everything that she couldn't do when she, you know, when we were younger, when she was really sick. And so, yeah, her method, all her primary methodology of doing that is through cooking um, and trying to make us food like whenever we're over and kind of goes all out on that. But it's hard to watch. It's hard to see because it's, I understand that she's doing that to, to show us love and to, you know, to love us and to care for us. But then it always comes at a cost, right? So she's kind of going above and beyond to, to feed us and to take care of us. But then it's always very taxing on her body. And then afterwards, she kind of, um, yeah, afterwards, she's like not in the best spot. It's like, just like depleted, 
um and then we kind of have to deal with the consequences of that um in terms of like she deals with like f- yeah like physical and kind of mental difficulties or most more so physical but she gets fatigued very easily um and yeah and i can you know just the stress that she has to try to like do everything very well um obviously impacts her emotionally and mentally too so it's kind of tough because she's trying to love us and love us hard and well but then it always comes at a cost and so after seeing that a lot i think i would always in my mind and i would try to share this with the two in terms of like hey like i would rather you not you know go crazy with this and i'd rather you rest and you know i know that your heart is to you know make us delicious things and to feed us and things like that um but i was like i would rather just for example i'd rather have a pbj and have you rested and not stressed out and not super tired or exhausted or fatigued afterwards then you make this you know amazing meal but then you know you're like crashing afterwards and like you're just like not in a good place and it's like it was you know very taxing and tolling for you i was like you are doing these things to make me happy but it's like it breaks my heart to see you work this hard to try to make me happy but then you pay the price for it so it's like my happiness would come from you not doing that to yourself and just you being rested you being um yeah like not yeah rested and okay not super stressed out not fatigued super fatigued and exhausted and things like that but it's this ongoing battle in terms of yeah or i guess after graduating college and kind of becoming an adult and having a better understanding of this dynamic or having a more mature mature mentality it's this battle between you know where is the line or balance of number one you know drawing boundaries and saying no um to certain things in terms like hey like you don't have to do this or like i don't want you to do that uh and then number two just letting her do it (laughs) and just kind of receiving it and just being like like it is what it is uh but also kind of in another fold like number like a third thing where you know looking out for her and trying to do things around the house or behind the scenes to basically reduce the amount of work um that she has to do so it's like supporting her in her endeavors of trying to love me to make it as easy or not as difficult as it is so like for instance if she's centered on cooking all these things like i know she wants to do that to show her love to me but i also know that can be a time intensive and effort intensive process so the ways that i can support her in doing that is you know like doing the dishes after she's done or maybe just going there to help like chop up stuff or to stir things like in the pot or things like that just help her out throughout that process whether it's cleaning um cleaning or helping with the cooking and the prepping or even afterwards like when she's really you know after she's done she's usually pretty physically tired and fatigued i just have to give her massages um because her she gets like body aches and body fatigue very easily so yeah, it's that fine line of, you know, where do I, you know, when do I just let her do her? When do I have to just, you know, go in and just help her love me? I know that sounds strange. Um, help her in her endeavors to love and support me or to someone else. Um, or where do I just, you know, put my foot down and say, like, no, like, I don't want you to do this. Um, it's hard, obviously. But I think as I've gotten older, I've kind of been able to distinguish the situation a little bit more. Maybe I would say have better discernment um, in terms of how to handle it. But to be honest, there are times where it's definitely burdensome. Um, And I feel like that might be a selfish thing to say. 
but or I, yeah i don't know sometimes i feel guilty saying that where it's like i know that she's trying to love me but then it's burdensome when i have to also like i don't know it's like I'm, it kind of feels like i'm being like held hostage where i have to i'm like obligated to receive her love or obligated to support her endeavors of being loved which is so strange um i don't know i i don't think i'm explaining it very well but yeah it's kind of it's different when yeah it's it's hard to see it come at a at a cost um but then she is pretty you know stubborn in her ways and so am i but it's like yeah i have to kind of help her pursue that endeavor of loving me but then like i don't want her to do that because i know it comes at a cost but it's like she won't listen to me anyway, so on and so forth. I don't know. Um, but there are few times where I feel guilty about thinking that, like, oh, like, it's, like, burdensome. Like, I would just rather not be in that situation. Or it's, like, exhausting for me to facilitate or support her in that way. Um, yeah, it sounds selfish, honestly. But I just, I, I'm not going to lie. I think I just have to be honest about what how that makes me feel. So it's conflicting. Um, because I appreciate her a lot, but then also sometimes it's very emotionally exhausting for me or yeah, just exhausting for me in terms of like trying to accommodate, accommodate her and trying to accommodate for me. I'm accommodating someone else's accommodation, which, yeah, I don't know. It can be, it feels exhausting. At least that's what I think. And I do feel bad about feeling that kind of way. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm just like, I'm not a good son for thinking that, but like I said, I'm a human being. Um, but this is where, kind of going back to our conversation, because I was painting a lot of backstory, sorry. But this is where the very insightful comments came from my sister-in-law and my mom. Where the first thing, my sister-in-law said, oh, I can't. And, you know, so she has a son now that is almost two. So my nephew, Elijah, for those of you who know, so she's been a mother for two um, two years. But she said something very insightful. She's like, oh, like, I didn't understand it before, but I kind of understand it now. Like, you know, what it's like to be a mother and obviously the struggles. But she was like, man, I can't imagine what it would have felt like for your mom to, at that time, to be sick or, like, to feel helpless, to feel like she couldn't be a mother to you guys. And I was like, huh. I never really thought about it like that, where at that time when she was sick, and she couldn't support or help us or, you know, fulfill her motherly duties. To me, I'm just like, oh, like, of course, like, we would not hold that against her. Like, she was sick. That's, you know, like, that's not her fault. That wasn't her choice. But that doesn't take away from the fact that she still probably felt a lot of guilt and inadequacy and regret for not being able to be there for us and do, you know, to be a mother for us at that time. And for some reason, that just didn't that didn't register to me until she had said like until my sister-in-law said that i was like oh wow like that is a very interesting like the very very insightful observation um and so she's like yeah like i can't imagine how hard that must have been for your mom to feel like helpless and the feeling that she couldn't be a mom to you guys um to be a, a good mom so then that kind of wasn't a response to why like she's trying so hard right now 
and why you know at this age and you know obviously she's better but her health still isn't the best but it's like since she is more capable than she was before she's giving it her all and like she always talks about how like oh like uh, I always you know she always says like oh like I don't have much time left here I'm just like you better shut your mouth I'm like you better stick around you're gonna stay long like you're gonna see me get married and you're gonna see you're gonna see your you know your grandchild from me um so it's like you better stick around to see that so i don't know i think it's a korean like adult thing which is like oh like i'm not gonna be around much longer i'm like you shush you're gonna be (laughs) you're gonna be here you're gonna stick around you gotta there's more of life you need to see before you go um but yeah she just always kind of talks about you know with with whatever years i have left you know over thanksgiving we talked about um we reflected on what we're grateful for and, and things like that and she was like you know she just turned 60 this past year and she was like yeah, like can't believe I made it this far. And I know that all the years from this point on is, is really extra life or extra years. And she said how she wants to kind of recommit to giving it her all. I'm like, woman, you were already doing too much as it is. Um, but she was like, oh, like, yes, you know, just she has a, a big heart. She was, I want to, you know, recommit just everything to just, just loving people and then trying to serve God and serve people well. And it was very inspiring, but also very painful to listen to. Because I'm just like, man, just, yeah, I want to see her rest and be at peace. But, you know, she is a worker. She's a hard worker and she's a trooper. And it pains my heart to see her uh, push herself like that. But, but yeah. And so when my sister-in-law was like, I can't imagine what, how hard that must have been for your mom to feel like helpless, to feel like she was like inadequate or couldn't be a mother and i was like oh man and that kind of explains why she has such a strong drive now to try to provide for us even though we're grown adults now and um you know even if it might be overbearing or whatever like she wants to redeem herself in a sense you know she wants to make up for the years that she couldn't be there for us the years that she couldn't feed us and for the years that she couldn't comfort us and support us and once again like it's it just sucks because it's not her fault at all and we don't hold that against her at all because you know she was sick that's not something that she decided or chose um but yeah and just made me realize like man yeah that my mom is human that she is a woman that had dreams and aspirations and it was curbed by an illness and she yeah that in her you know you know she's in her own independent being um being you know she's not just a mom but like a mother is like, you know, it's like being a mother is the same as i don't like having a certain job or like it was a role and she felt like she couldn't do that role well and that now that she has a chance that she wants to pursue that and do, do, do that role as good as she, she can you know as long as she can uh, with whatever time that she has left so i just remember hearing that and i was like man that's that's really deep um and then my so then my sister-in-law's mom was saying um yeah like kind of just to add on to that she was saying yeah like you know your mom is like she wants to like redeem herself like she wants to do what she couldn't do for you guys but they were kind of talking like it's kind of in a, in a in a two in a two sense it's it's her own pride um but it's also like her love for us so it's kind of her own pride in the sense where she wants to prove that she is capable right she wants to prove that she can be a good mother you know 
because, or this is me just talking through us talking theoretically. I'm not saying that this is absolutely true about my mom, but this is just our observation of the situation. Yeah, that she, you know, wants and needs to prove that she can be a good mother to us. You know, even even if it wasn't then, that you know, she has the opportunity to do it now. So in a sense, it's like, oh, like there's an element of her own pride um, in her, you know, proving her identity and her worth in that. But also, um, the twofold to that is like it's also because she like loves us very deeply. Um, so like it's this in a sense, her her mission to do this is is selfish but also very selfless it's very strange you know selfish in the way that she wants to prove herself but selfless in the way that it it revolves completely around providing and loving other people at the cost of herself uh the cost of her her body and her you know at the cost of pain and deterioration and suffering and struggling um you know however you want to put it and so her my sister-in-law's mom was basically saying oh like just let her be and she was like what it really mean because like to me i was like oh like i just i want her to stop like i want her to slow down like i don't want her to overdo herself like and like to me my mentality is that that is you know that is me trying to love her right by trying to do the right thing for her or trying to push her in the right direction in terms of her own well-being but my sister-in-law's mom was like no like that's not how you love her the way that you love her is letting her love you in the way that she wants and if you know if that means that she's gonna you know kind of push herself you know like over above and beyond um you know to the point of exhaustion or to you know even if there's a price to pay like the best that you can do and the best way that you can be a loving son is to let her love you in the way that she wants to like receive her love and receive her love well and when she said that i was like man for some reason i think you know they talk about how like in a relationship or in a marriage like you're not going to be able to change someone. You have to be able to, yeah, like your goal isn't to change someone. You're not going to be able to, but like just you got to love them for who they are. And for some reason, just that concept came into mind where I was like, man, I'm trying to change my mom. And even if it's for her benefit and for her, you know, well-being and her welfare, like me truly loving her isn't going to be me just trying to quote unquote fix her. But she, you know, she will feel loved. She will feel truly loved by me letting her love me. <laughs> if that makes sense. She will be, she will feel truly loved if I allow her to love me fully. Hmm? Does that make sense? And uh, yeah. And so like this is the whole thing where just like let her love you and receive her love well. So not just let her do, you know, whatever, whatever, but it's also like in receiving it well too. So it's like, you know, if I'm having a meal, not just like, oh, like, thanks, mom, it's good, but just, you know, like receiving it well. I was like, oh, like this is great. This is like the best thing I ever had. Like, you know, there's a difference between eating food and enjoying food. And I know for those of you who cook and enjoy cooking or enjoy food there's different it's it's it hits different when you're you know you make something for someone and they 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 genuinely enjoy it right and so my mom's joy comes from when we enjoy the food that she makes 
Um, so once again, there's a difference between eating food and enjoying food, but something as simple as, oh, like enjoying her food, like genuinely enjoying her food. And even if, you know, I mean, my mom's, I'd say my mom's cooking is pretty good. It's not like I'm, you know, like faking it or lying. Like she genuinely is pretty good at cooking. Um, has gotten a lot better for sure over the years of practicing and practicing and putting so much time and effort into it. But yeah. And so is for some reason, those two things of, you know, can't imagine what my mom went through at that time, feeling like she couldn't be a mother to us, like dealing with inadequacy or just feeling so limited and feeling helpless and powerless in not being able to support her children or, you know, help her children. Um, but then also just her own personal journey. And she's never told me this herself, but it's like, it's kind of, you know, we can tell like through her actions and just through observation and kind of analysis, but yeah, just her drive to, to redeem herself is very evident in terms of like, Hey, like I want to give it my all to make up for lost time. And even if it's at the cost of my body, even at the cost of my health or whatever, she's, she's determined and it's crazy because yeah, my mom is one of the strongest people that I know. Um, and yeah, and then just for me, um, that I have to just, yeah, loving her isn't just making all things convenient and well and easy and, and peaceful for her, but maybe it's, or it's not even maybe it's just, it's being able to embrace her madness, <laughs> um, and accept her for who she is and not just try to fix her and, and change her. Um, even, I mean, I think everything kind of comes with a grain of salt, but yeah, like just allowing her to be her and accepting her and receiving her for how she wants to love me and how she wants to be. Um, don't get me wrong. I think to a certain degree, of course, there's always a certain sense of change that has to happen in compromise. But in this case, it's like, you know, she's 60 years old. Like she's, she's very set in her ways and it's just being able to, to love her and to love her by letting her love me fully and receiving that well because that is how she receives joy so yeah definitely changed my mentality and my approach of how i interact with my mom and just how i view her efforts and things like that and it reminds me man like it is hard like this is not gonna be an easy thing right and whether it be a relationship between you know a child and a parent or maybe be two significant others or to a friend um yeah that love is not easy you know we give it in different ways we take it in different ways but yeah that sometimes love is not just about changing and fixing someone or their circumstances um but some yeah i mean just sometimes you just gotta or a lot of the times you gotta just accept them for who they are and embrace them and that is how they truly feel love not just objectively trying to make everything better for them um but yeah so just it kind of humbled me i was like man i was so caught up on trying to make things better for my mom but maybe that's not what she wants even though that's what she might objectively need that is not subjectively what she wants and if you know is it truly loving her if i'm just giving her objectively the things that she needs or does she feel loved if I just do that, you know? So it's weird, kind of just challenges these notions of, you know, how, what does it mean to truly love someone? Um, and then, you know, what makes people feel loved? And yeah, so definitely some food for thought. <laughs> um, 
to think about for your relationships, whether it's with your parent or your sibling or the friend or significant other. But I know after that conversation, it definitely made me think about just how just my relationship with my parents and how, you know, what I what do I consider like when, you know, how they love me or how I love them and what does that really mean? Um, and do, you know, they see in the same way that I do. It also just makes me think about like my relationship with my girlfriend, um, but also just with like other people, you know, like what does it really mean for people to be loved or to love people? Um, and to understand that like ultimately like, those things are different, right? It's not always going to be the same with every person. That dynamics can be different. People receive and give love differently and perceive love differently and things of that nature. But I think it definitely emphasizes just communication, but also just realizing that, yeah, there's a certain sense of sacrifice and acceptance um, that needs to happen when it comes to, to love. But yeah, I think I'll wrap it there. Um, yeah, so that's it for this episode. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Um, on a side note, before I, I wrap up or before I finish, so Spotify, I know for Spotify at least, I don't know if it's available on Apple Podcasts, but on Spotify, if you go to the actual page for the episode, um, if you scroll down, there's an option. They started doing a polls weirdly enough. So on Anchor, which is the platform that I'm using to record and publish these podcasts, they have an option now where I can um, post a poll that you can vote on, but also like a question, like a Q&A section too. So I think that's a pretty cool function. I actually started doing it like an episode or two ago, but no one has responded. Um, but yeah, if you're listening to this on Spotify, or I don't know if Anchor has it or not, but just take a minute to scroll down and see, I'll probably just post some kind of question or poll thingy or whatever. It might just be, hey, like, what do you want to listen to next? Or, you know, do you have a comment on something that was said here? So yeah, I would love to hear some feedback um, or just, yeah, just some kind of response from you guys. So if you got a second, check out that poll down below. Um, but yeah, just stay warm out there, guys. Appreciate y'all coming to this space, just taking the time to listen. Hope you have a great rest of the day. Until next time. See ya. One more thing real quick. Um, almost forgot to say it, but I did create a new Instagram page uh, slash profile for the podcast so that I don't have to keep just posting through my personal profile because, you know, I just put it on my story and then it only lasts for 24 hours. And so I just wanted to create a space where I can have a bit more creative freedom um, to put whatever on there, but also something that can notify people more consistently. Um, so I'll be doing recaps there, maybe start adding some video content and just yeah, things is uniquely and creatively for the podcast and its intent. Um, so yeah, if you want to follow it, it's at VM for the soul, um, the VM for the soul, but the four is not F O R. It's just the letter, the letter four. Okay. Hope that's not too confusing, <laughs> but all right. See ya.